0: pittsburgh steeler fans it is time for the second half of know your enemy my name is michael beck he is jeffrey benedict we are hanging out here tonight breaking down the steelers and the chiefs we kind of ended the show talking about it i think this is a huge game uh i know uh, ron uh, one of our guests uh, didn't see it as kind of that as monumental of a game uh that uh, th- these matchups usually tend to be Uh, Jeffrey, let's, let's just frame it this way. If the Steelers are able to win this game, where, how do you like view this team? Like uh, through all these ups and downs, if they were to go back to back, beating the Titans and the chiefs, how would you feel about the Pittsburgh Steelers?
1: I, I honestly, it wouldn't change my opinion on them at all this year. We're so crazy up and down that like, where, where do we stand? And you know, I, I kind of, I kind of want to see this because the Chiefs are not – oh, gosh, I'm dooming us right here. The Chiefs are not a great run team, which means they're going to put up like 250 rushing yards and not be able to pass <laughs> the ball for some reason because uh, they are more of a passing offense. I I really – I like the Steelers' matchups with T.J. White and Joe Hayden, especially if Joe Hayden's, you know, getting healthier than he was this past week. If he's playing well and they don't have – you know, they, if they can find ways to keep him off Tyreek Hill, <laughs> keep him away from Tyreek Hill because uh, – They'll, they'll be in, they'll be in good shape. I think the Steelers have a chance here.
0: Yeah. Like if, if the chiefs don't have Kelsey or Tyree Hill, like you mentioned, their running game hasn't been good. And like, we, like we're observant of football. Like you can, you can see it's not a good rushing team. And like our guest said earlier, they don't have the weapons outside of Kelsey and Hill. They've been very reliant on both those guys. If they're not in the game, that's like not having Watt and Minka uh, and did that not happen against the Chargers or uh, one of these past games? Like, if, if you don't have yeah. either of those guys, the Steelers are going to get absolutely gutted defensively. Like, they just can't keep up with that. I, I don't see the Chiefs, like, having an uh, easy time at all putting points up on the board. Um Right now, to me, I feel like if Kelsey and Hill are out, I, I think the Steelers should be favored to win this game because I, I think it could be ugly, low-scoring game, but uh, those guys mean so much to that offense. Without them there, I feel like Mahomes will just be a sitting duck like we kind of saw in the Super Bowl last year, just getting beat up because he's got to hold on to the ball for so long, but waiting for these receivers like Josh Gordon, like what, trying to get open? Like That's that's kind of what we're faced with here. Um, would you agree with that, that uh, these guys being out? it's a, it's
1: should be the Steelers game. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Absolutely. I think, uh, I've, I've been a big, big stater of this, of this, uh, argument here, but, uh, Travis Kelsey to me, and you know, this, I think he's the most dangerous offensive weapon in the NFL. I think he is the number one guy in the NFL, uh, because he's at that tight end position. Yards are, are a different productions, a different number there, but I think he is the Best weapon in the NFL, and we have never seen Patrick Mahomes without him. We have seen Andy Reed with uh different quarterbacks and Travis Kelsey put up very similar offensive results that they do with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a much better quarterback than uh I just lost his name, Smith. Whatever his name. Uh Alex Smith. Mm. He's a better quarterback than Alex Smith. Don't get me wrong. He makes big plays, he's that kind of guy, but Alex Smith with Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid's offense was putting up similar to numbers to what we see from Mahomes. He did like, it's the offense that has a lot to do with it. And I'm very, I'm very interested to see what Mahomes looks like without Kelsey. And I'd love to see that this week against the Steelers, because especially if Devin Bush is out, uh, who do we have to even cover Travis Kelsey? Like you you
0: can put still a decent like Sjobert Edmonds, like they're coverage guys. I like, I know it's not (laughs) Sjobert just had his best game as a Steeler. Let's be real here. He just had his best game as a Pittsburgh Steeler. So like, yeah, yeah. And what tight end was he covering? No, <laughs> you're not wrong. Like, 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 obviously. But like, he's better than Vince Williams. It's better than like having Vince. Joe Williams. Joe Sober is
1: on. a zone coverage linebacker. You're not going to man him up on Kelsey. He is really good in zone, moving around, finding things. And yes, he did have his best uh, game this past week. Edmonds is more your man guy, but you, if you're dropping Edmonds down, what, what are you running? Are you running some bizarre nickel? Are you like, what are, who are you putting deep? Like, how is, how is this all working at that? at that point, are you doing like a Kella Witherspoon as a deep safety kind of position and Joe Hayden outside? And, and like, what are, how are you doing this with Edmonds on Kelsey and man, that doesn't, it doesn't work very well with this idea that you need guys back.
0: This raises up a good point. I know you do the snap count articles. I, I, I know you do uh, tons of film work. What the heck has happened with Trey Norwood? I have, like, Is this guy not on the field anymore?
1: What is going, like, could that not be an option? Why hasn't he been playing? Okay, yeah, Trey Norwood, there is a very simple explanation for that. Trey Norwood's our dime back. And since the uh, Detroit Lions put on tape uh, just the Steelers' inability to deal with heavier sets, we're barely using dime. He got eight snaps late. After and also we've, I mean, we haven't had the lead a lot, really. Like we haven't. So teams are like, no, we, we, eh. we, haven't in like six weeks. Yeah, like six offensive linemen, two tight ends, a running back, maybe a fullback in there. Why do you need wide receivers? Just run at the Steelers. Uh, we see a lot more heavier sets than we see. That we see a lot of wide receiver sets. So we're not seeing dime as much, and because of that, Trey War- Nor was just not getting on the field. Uh, this last game, uh. After I, I'm, I have an article out about it with with the Vertex this week with uh, Dave Schofield about uh, Joe Hayden's usage and how they they kind of benched him. I don't want to say they benched him because it was probably most likely a conversation it was, the snap that was count. had. Yeah, but the snap count he he was the starting guy and they were kind of rotating him out for a bit. And then after that play, everyone should remember it. He gets absolutely torched downfield and the receiver drops the ball. He played the next play. And after that, he was the dime back. Akella Witherspoon came in, uh, took over the primary outside cornerback role, and Joe Hayden was coming in and dime. Joe Hayden took his normal spot left side of the defense in dime. Akella Witherspoon would swap from left to right. Cameron Sutton would slide inside, and Trey Norwood would come on. Uh, and that's the dime they were using. But I mean, are we going to see that against the Chiefs? We may see him more against the Chiefs if the Chiefs are spreading this out. But in all honesty, that plays to the Steelers' strengths. If you're letting us go nickel and dime all the time, this is a better defense uh than if you're you're putting us into heavy sets where you know we had five linebackers on the field a couple of plays, and that's just like who's coming in? That's Derek Tuska getting extra snaps. Like that's not that's that's not as hey, good as, as Trey Norwood. He had a good game. That was a that was a good heads up play, just getting his hand out there. But I mean, I like I like Tuska and Charlton, but they're not they're not really that impact player. Not you know what
0: impact. I will say, though, about them? And, like, I know this isn't about the game itself, but I, I would definitely say compared to what uh, the Steelers got out of Chikolo in years past, and I know Ola Denny is, is playing pretty well for the Titans, I, they're getting more production on a Charlton and Tisca than they did those guys last year. Like, the, the backups behind Watt and Highsmith, like, like they're getting some decent snaps. Like, like there are still pressures getting to the quarterback when those guys are on the field so that is definitely a step up from what we saw a year ago are they great no god no you still want an outside linebacker three that the Steelers try to get out of Melvin Ingram obviously we saw how that played out and we'll see him this weekend which will be something but continuing with outside linebacker play T.J. Watt Obviously, uh just elected to the Pro Bowl. He's pretty good at football if we didn't already know that. Um, I kind of expect him to have a, another big like I feel like this is the week where it's like, all right, this guy's defensive player of the year. It's over. Miles Garrett's probably not gonna play. I I, ju- I just think this is gonna be a big game for TJ Watt where he can kind of take over this 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 game, um, regardless of the talent that the Chiefs have. Like you, you, you put three sacks from Patrick Mahomes on your highlight reel that's going to make some some national headlines. Would you agree with that? Is, is this kind of like T.J. Watts? Like, this is the game for him to take over?
1: Well, right now I believe he's the favorite for defensive player of the year. It, it's growing if too. You, if you come into this game, you get – I won't even go three. I'll go two sacks on Patrick Mahomes, but one of them is a strip sack that – say, I don't know, someone picks up and returns for a touchdown, right? And that's, the, that's a pointable difference where you look and say, wow, they won a close game, T.J. Watts strip sack was a huge part of that. Get another, like, pass deflection or two. Just an overall, like, normal T.J. Watt game. But have something like a strip sack go for a touchdown. You know who's the defensive player of the year? T.J. Watt. Like, it doesn't matter. At that point, that big game, you beat the Chiefs, you sack Mahomes. you strip the ball, defensive touchdown. Ben Roethlisberger beats Patrick Mahomes in his final season. You're the defensive player of the year. That's the kind of situation they're in. And like he said, they're having trouble on that side of the line. Uh, and that that makes me wonder, like, if we could see the Chiefs actually come out in some different packages and see Andy Reid put some more tight ends out there, put, you know, some extra people out there so they can just flat out mug T.J. Watt like the Tennessee Titans did, where they put extra players out there and just were like, hey, you three just like gang tackle T.J. Watt as soon as the ball is snapped.
0: Okay, so the Ravens and Bengals are playing one another this weekend. Um, one of those teams have to have to lose. Uh, I, I doubt we'll see any more ties in the NFL. It just doesn't happen that often. One of those teams is going to lose. If the Pittsburgh Steelers manage to win this game, they will move up in the standings to second place in the AFC North. Uh, ju- that, that's just go- how it's going to work out. You win this game, you're going to end up number two. You, you You can't pass whoever wins, but you will pass whoever loses. Hopefully it's the Ravens who win because the Steelers do hold that tiebreaker and the Steelers do play the Ravens again. As we see it here right now, the, the Steelers have a good chance to beat the Chiefs if they're hammered by COVID. Then they got the Browns, then they got the Ravens. Browns are at home, and the Browns are playing terrible football right now, the worst they've played all year. Like, I've I've tried to write this team off so many times, but right now it feels like they kind of have an inside track, especially with the COVID outbreak for the Chiefs. I have to th- keep throwing that out there. It kind of feels like they, they should be the favorite two in this division at this point because of... Like the 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 Bengals or the Browns have to play the, the Packers, the Ravens have to play the Rams, uh, the Chiefs when they're healthy next week have have to go to Cincinnati. Like these matchups are huge. If the Steelers can steal this one from the Chiefs because they're having a terrible outbreak, the other teams in the division have to lose games. And then the, the the Browns and the Bengals are playing the last week of the year, and they're going to compete with one another. They don't want the other team to win. It, it really feels like to me like the Steelers if they manage to win this game. I'm starting to lean heavily somehow, some way, to the Steelers win this division. Am I nuts? Or, or like, is this team that hasn't looked very good all year long somehow
1: have another division title up their sleeve? If Joe Hayden and TJ Watt are both healthy for the last three games of the season, they say somehow beat the Chiefs, and then Joe Hayden and TJ Watt both are full strength for the last two games of the season. I absolutely agree with you. They could pull this off. And it would be crazy. It would be absolutely crazy to me that, that the Steelers could pull that off and be like, win the AFC North again. And and really, even in, in two disappointing <laughs> seasons, uh, send off Ben Roethlisberger with back-to-back AFC North championships. That would be ridiculous.
0: Yeah, like for me, like I look at this roster, I'm like, this isn't a Super Bowl rock. Like they play the Rams, no, like I feel not. like they'd get absolutely like ran up on if they made it that far. If they played the Patriots in New England, oh God. If they played the Chiefs healthy in Arrowhead, yeah. oh God, no. Like, no, I don't want that. Like, like it, it just, like, it, it, this isn't a Super Bowl team to me. Like, like I hate to say it, like, they're, they're pieces away. And I, I think anyone watching this team can watch them give up 40 points in a game. You're like, yeah, you know what? This This team isn't that good. But like, I feel like that's your Super Bowl damn near. You win the division, sure, it's any given Sunday still, but you, you still got to win four playoff games against pretty damn good teams. And unless they're getting lucky against some outbreaks or whatnot, I, I don't really anticipate uh, anything uh, too big for this team if they make the playoffs. But to me, like winning the division this year, that's like, how did you do this? Especially yeah. with how many people wrote them off. Am, am I nuts? Is is, is the division, they're, they're kind of like, yeah, this is our trophy this year?
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. That's that would be amazing. It would it would not even make sense. Uh but the, but again, if TJ Watt and Joe Hayden are healthy, this is a very different team. And they're right now looking like they could be that team. And we're kind of holding out hope, like, okay, if, if cross cross all your fingers, TJ Watt's healthy. This team wins games. Wins games that they shouldn't win. They shouldn't have beaten the Titans, but they did. Like they got outplayed and statistically, statistically outside of you know turnovers, the Steelers were getting absolutely destroyed. But if you're if you count you know a turnover on downs, Joe Hayden's fantastic tackle to get a get the Steelers the win. Uh, if you count that as a turnover, there were five in that game. That's crazy, and that's that's how you win. That's how you win when you're not good. What's
0: wild to me, if uh, neither of those two fumbles happened against the Detroit Lions in overtime, the Steelers would be the sixth seed in the AFC right now. They'd be above Baltimore in the standings, below Cincinnati, and the sixth seed in the AFC. Bonkers. What what, a play here and there kind of equates to in the grand scheme of things, especially this late in the season. Obviously, that is a massive factor. I'm kind of getting back into this game at all. if, If the Chiefs are healthy, um, are, are you scared that the Steelers have another one of these kind of like hard to watch losses like we saw against the Bengals and Chargers? Of course, they came back in that game and as well as the Vikings. But I, I feel like with Kelsey and, and Tyree kill in the lineup, I feel like one of them just goes off for something stupid, like 200 yards.
1: Oh man. You're, I was, I was trying to save this for the score prediction, uh, <laughs> but I, I can't now. Um, I, I have this really weird feeling about this game. Uh, I'm going to go with the opposite. I, I think if Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey play, I, I, I'm going to pick the Steelers to win this game. Really? Just because, partly because it doesn't make sense, and that's the most Steelers thing to do is do what doesn't make sense. Uh, that's on Brand for this year. Yeah, like it's on. It's it's kind of the deal. Uh, especially if 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 Kelsey's out and Hill plays. I think that that really plays into the Steelers' strengths. Uh, I think if both of them miss, we're going to see Andy Reid pull off like 250-some rushing yards. And then once the Steelers are trying to stop, you know, what should be a terrible run game, not a great run game, but suddenly is amazing because, you know, they're playing the Steelers, uh, we'll see some unknown person just step up and and make some big plays. And the Steelers – the Steelers lose – in my mind, this is how crazy this season is to be. It's like destroyed my ability to rationally approach football. Uh, if, if Travis Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill do not play, I'm picking the Steelers to lose this game. And if they do play, I'm picking them to win it just because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm going to say like that's not the most like ridiculous thinking I've heard because this season has been dumb. Like, like there's no, there's no good way to put it. Like the Steelers are losing games. They should win winning games. They should lose and the year started with, with the win against the Super Bowl favorite in the Buffalo Bills uh, with the block freaking punt. Like what is going on with this team? It, it is wild. Uh, of course, there's three games left in the season. Jeffrey, I, I know your thought like throughout the entire year is the Steelers are still going to find a way to go 500. Uh, is Mike Tomlin going to have his first losing season? He's one win away from not having a losing season again.
1: Uh, what do you expect here over these last three weeks? The Steelers are not losing back to back to the Browns and Ravens. So we, I did that win against the Titans to me clinched the five hundred. Now the question is, can we get you know nine seven and one or even ten six and one? I don't see the Steelers ending on a four game win streak. Although, I mean that's what Keith Butler kind of kind of talked about is like you know the the. Steve 2005 Steelers kind of snuck in to the to the thing winning their last four or five games and then won out uh I don't see that at all this season and that doesn't make any sense uh they don't have that high end talent <laughs> they don't have a quarterback who can do what the 2005 version of Ben Roethlisberger could do uh and they don't have the defense either but if this team somehow pulls that off, how crazy would that be? Yeah, they, I absolutely think they can do it. Uh, and I do not think they're seven, nine, and one. No, it's not happening. This team is at least eight and eight. Mike Tomlin gets another one. And and while people will laugh at that and poo-poo it and try and turn it into a negative, it's an impressive feat. This yeah. team was at one and three, and people were like, they're gonna win maybe three games this year. The defense is and the defense has only gotten worse since then. Right. And the offense hasn't gotten better. Like they're scoring less and they're giving up more points and they're still somehow finding ways to win. It, it's all their wins are improbable. Every single one of them is now like, you're just looking at your go. That doesn't make sense. How do they win this game? That's this Steelers team. I, I, I don't know. I gave up on trying to make sense on this team a long time ago.
0: <laughs> if the Steelers somehow do run this gauntlet, win four in a row to get in, Oh my good! Like I feel like that would like just make my brain like somehow think they're a favorite to win things and make some stupid prediction oh, yeah. and like slaughter the wild card game because it's at home and just talk myself into them being Super Bowl champions again. But that's just how things work with me. Um. So like, oh my gosh! Like, if they if they could pull that off, no, like obviously it'd be exciting. Like that would be awesome. But uh, oh, like. To me, like, obviously this isn't quite on topic of the, the Chiefs-Steelers game, but, like, if they are able to pull that off, it, it, in the grand scheme of things, would a division title, and say they win the wild card round, lose it in the divisional. Let's just say that's how this year plays out. Is is the team better off uh, picking, like, 26th, uh, still having a ton of cap space, um, and, like, going out with the, with the, a big winning streak to end the year? Or would they be better off uh, missing out on the player? Like, what sets up your future better?
1: To me, it's it's winning. Winning breeds winning. That's how you win. And develop. And this team is going to get better by developing who they have. That's, that's the biggest improvement you see. So for me, getting that culture, getting that win, we've seen it this year. These guys, especially the offensive line, some of the younger guys, they don't know how to win. Like you're seeing guys like TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, pull out wins. And some of these young guys, they don't really know how to win. I'm gonna include. I don't even include like Deontay Johnson in that. Uh, I, I definitely Chase Claypool. Like he's he's been here. You know, losing never never heard of her guy, but he doesn't. Like I feel like he kind of he kind of rode that as a rookie. But the more he's gotten involved, they're not winning, and he, you can see the culture hasn't developed with some of these guys. And I think that was that is more important to me is developing a winning mindset. And, and getting these guys into the offseason, having them think of how good they could be, right? Instead of having this team head into the offseason, hoping we bring in better players than the ones we have now. These guys have to develop. They have to get the right mindset. They have to get the right attitude going. They've got to put in the work. And that's, that's to me, that's the most important thing. Winning begets winning. And losing begets losing. We could be the Browns and and go draft, you know, one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, and still not do anything with it. That's what they do, and we mm-hmm. don't want to be that. Like, I'd rather have a less talented roster that finds ways to win games stupidly than a, a team that has all the talent in the world and can't get out of their own way. And hey, if the Steelers are able to to pull off this so- somehow division title, which would be
0: awesome, it'd probably be one I remember. Amazing. Like, remember that crappy Steelers team that won the division? <laughs> But yeah. uh, like th- that, that one would stick out to me for a while, but I feel like if that's what they're able to pull off, then like, it's probably easier to try to find that, uh, that replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. Like, like, Hey, look, we we went to the playoffs. Like we have a, we have a playoff yeah. roster here. We have a ton of cap space. We have some decent draft picks. Like come on over. Like I, I, like I totally agree with you that that helps the team more getting back into this game. Cause obviously this is uh one step at a time here, but uh is, is there any kind of bold predictions? Like, I know we've been calling for, like, a defensive touchdown or something. Like, the Steelers just haven't – they've made big plays and they've been close to scoring. I know we've been calling for, like, a defensive score um, or, like, uh, like a trick play or something, something different that we haven't seen from this team all season yet. Do, do you feel like there could be something goofy up the Steelers' sleeves this weekend? Or do, do you have that gut feeling at all? I know, like, I know when we've had that gut feeling, it hasn't happened. But
1: uh, do, do you have any bold predictions, I should say? Absolutely, TJ. What strip sack touchdown? It's going to happen this week, unlike the last couple of times I've predicted, you know, a strip sack for a touchdown. Uh, it's going to happen this week, though. I'm pretty confident. Uh, oh, a strip sack touchdown, is... Patrick Mahomes. People would yeah. start
0: like really talking about him for MVP if that happened. Strip oh, sack yeah. touch. If he, if he, did, if he finished the whole play, strip sack fumble recovery, touchdown. Oh, I
1: want. I want to see another one of those where he tackles the guy and just takes the ball straight out of his arms and just like TJ White hits the guy. And by the time they're like on the ground, TJ watches. just has, has the, ball. the ball. I just, one of those would be great. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I believe,
0: on the Dolphins. And then who's the Jets quarterback? Cause I know he did it at least twice. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't so, really so, some crappy quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Jets, Jets, Jets quarterback. Game, though. Yeah. Yeah. It just default Jets last name quarterback. Um, but anyway, um, so obviously this is going to be a pretty big task for the Steelers. Um, if if they manage to have the, the, what the seven consecutive win chiefs at at full power to to me, I, I get nervous. I'm going to like be very hesitant turning that TV on, uh, in the, in the afternoon there on, uh, on Sunday, but without those guys, man, I, I am liking the Steelers chances uh, to win this game. Like really. Everyone could come back minus Kelsey and Hill. I'm like, the Steelers are going to win this thing in a slugfest. So just Chris Boswell is going to kick a couple field goals and uh, the Chiefs don't have their kicker. So I feel I feel like the Steelers would, would win a, a kicking contest. Like, I feel like that's how this game plays out. Um, do you think Chris Boswell, obviously a, a, a Pro Bowl snub, they usually take four kickers. The Pro Bowl is weird this year, like what they've like announced, like a very minimal at, at every position. Just one free safety. So Minka Fitzpatrick didn't make it. Uh, Kevin ba- uh, Bayard from the Titans did, who's having a great year. Totally fair. But, like, is, is this one that you you could see come down to another kicking battle? That's kind of what the, the Steelers, how they beat the Titans last week. Uh, is this a win coming off of Chris Boswell's
1: toe? It's going to have to. I mean, the Steelers can't score. <laughs> it's not, you know, their their only red zone weapon is Pat Fryerman. That's pretty much it. Mm, concussion uh, protocol. Yeah. Is he? Did he even have a chance to come back this week? He could. I, I know the protocol is crazy.
0: He would have to be limited tomorrow, Thursday, uh, depending when you're when you're listening to this. Uh, I, I believe it's like limited, limited, and then a full a full practice. So like if he has a full practice on Saturday, then he'd be able to go. But I'm pretty sure it's completely reliant on him doing something tomorrow. I, I think that's okay. what he has to do to be able to get back in. But, like, you look at this team, Chase Claypool has one touchdown this year. One. He, he had nine yeah. receiving and then a couple rushing as a rookie. He has one total this year. Uh, Najee Harris, so like, I, I know he's he can uh, put up some points. But, hey, you know what, though? Before we end this off, uh, I want to talk about that tight end position. Um, I, I hate to call it addition by subtraction, but Eric Ebron goes out. I feel like this, this tight end group takes a bump up because they're still asking these guys to block, regardless who's in. Uh, Gentry looks like a good tight end. He looks like a good number two. I feel like that's someone else. Like, both Frymouth and Gentry need to get the ball more. Uh, Gentry made three guys look like fools uh, when he caught that one pass,
1: and then they never looked his way again. What do you think? Do the Steelers underutilize tight ends? Uh, Ben Roethlisberger has always underutilized his tight ends. That has changed a bit with Pat Fryermuth. Pat Frymouth is getting more targets than Heath Miller did. Like, a higher percentage of targets than Heath Miller did Any, I think uh, other than the there was like one season where we lost a bunch of receivers and Heath Miller suddenly became like one of his top targets. Uh, But that's the territory Pat Farramuth is in right now. Uh, As for Gentry, Gentry looks good, but he is the guy who is benefiting from Canada's offense. We've talked about this before. I talked about in the offseason how Canada loves guys who are just not offensive threats that he can just scheme things to. And that little screen pass they do with Gentry where he blocks and it's like, oh, no, the pass rusher beat me. And then I just turn around and catch the ball. Like, he's literally blocking, pushes the guy out, and then just turns. And the pass rusher goes past it, and it's him, and there's nobody. Because no one's covering him. Literally no one is covering Zach Gentry. And they just – they're like, okay, if no one's going to cover him, we're going to run this little screen pass to him Uh, while you're, you know, looking at the run and you're looking at the play action, all that stuff. So – I do like Gentry. He's a fantastic blocker. Uh, he could get. He he probably will get used more in the offense in the future, uh, but right now it's mostly Matt Canada shenanigans that he is the benefit beneficiary of. Uh, but yeah, I would love man if Pat Fire moves his back. They got to throw the ball to him. That that game where they we lost the game and they threw twice to him. It was just stupid. It was I I was three times three targets and two were, you know, big plays. When he got hurt and in the touchdown. Uh, we got it. We got to see more. We have to see more from Pat Friermuth.
0: Yeah. I feel like he could be putting up stat lines similar to the best tight ends in football. Like uh, yeah. Kelsey, like obviously like Kelsey's one of the best tight ends, one of the best athletes in the history of the game, uh, whether or not people want to admit that like Friermuth is a, a bit of a slimmer body type, more kind of reminiscent of a receiver. Uh, but there's still nothing stopping him from just being a, a freak of nature, uh big bodied uh, receiver that plays tight end like he should be a guy that puts up stupid stats and I think he probably uh, develops into that as years go on and maybe a a new quarterback whenever that time really does come whether or not it's this offseason or not uh someone that looks to their tight end more I think Pat Farmeath explodes but we are at the hour mark of our show Jeffrey and you know how we end off every show we need a score prediction I, I know you kind of Started it a little bit, and uh, you, you've gotten into the wacky predictions this year, so why don't we let that boat uh, start rolling? I know earlier on we let our guest uh, do one with uh, the Chiefs having their players versus the, the ones on COVID not being able to play. So, why don't you give me two score predictions?
1: All right, so if uh, if if they have their guys, if they have Kelsey and Hill, uh, I'm gonna go Steelers winning the game 27 to 24. Uh, with with at least a defensive touchdown and another turnover that sets the Steelers up. And this time, instead of just gaining like three yards and kicking a field goal, they actually score a freaking touchdown that was off a off good field position. Um, and if they don't, it's going to be a, a play down to your opponent type of game. People are going to absolutely be angry. And it's going to be like, a, I'm, I'm going to have them scoring more 28 to like 17, just nightmare of a game. Uh, where they just the Chiefs just run all over the Steelers and everything goes wrong. That's that's my prediction, uh, because that's what makes the most sense in a season that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so I, I'm
0: gonna do things a little bit differently, uh, but uh, still uh, some possibly uh wacky things nonetheless. Oh, geez. Um, now if, in, in this one, I, I feel like if the Chiefs players aren't in, if they're not playing in this game. I think either team is going to struggle to score, and it's going to be like, oh, God, what are we watching? I think it's going to be a tight game. And I could even see the Steelers not score a single touchdown but still win this game. I think we could see the Steelers win this one 12-10, a two-point game uh, without these players. Just neither team can get going. Uh, The Chiefs offense finds a way into the end zone, but uh, the the Steelers just uh, do the same thing, force a couple turnovers, knock some field goals through. If the Chiefs' stars are playing, I think the Steelers will score more because how often we've seen teams run up uh, the score on the Steelers and then they uh, they go prevent and the Steelers are able to dink and dunk their way down the field and score. And they just give up uh, yardage and just force the Steelers to chew up the clock and give them points. But I think the Steelers still lose and, and the Chiefs jump out to a big lead. And I, I think someone – go heck, it could be both Hill and Kelsey that go off. But I think someone will. And I, I think it could be a little ugly to a degree – um, I, I feel like it would be like 34-17, maybe 34-20, uh, and the Steelers scoring a couple late uh, to make it look better. But I feel like it could be an ugly game if they're all playing. So I, I think it's really it's really going to be interesting to see how things shake up with the COVID lists. We, we really won't know until uh, the morning of that game how things are exactly going to shake up. But uh, With all that being said, Jeffrey, is there anything you want to plug for the people?
1: Well, right now I've got the uh, vertex about Joe Hayden and how he was used and what he did in that game uh and i've got another article coming out later this week uh, i don't really know what i'm doing with it yet but I, I haven't fully decided uh but keep track of that and just follow follow the podcast you know follow the behind the steel curtain podcast all of this audio stuff it's a great platform lots of good shows hey, it's, it's the top platform
0: in all of SB nation if you like cage side seats for their uh for their fighting stuff we're above them if you like the other nfl teams podcast well, we're above them too it doesn't matter what sport btsc the number one podcast in all of SB Nation, and we couldn't do that without each and every one of you. So thank you for tuning in, subscribing, hitting that five-star button. And if you're new, do all those things, and we can continue to create this amazing content that we know each and every one of you love and uh, continue to break down your favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the final note, make sure you click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Obviously there's going to be tons of breaking news coming out in, in the following days. Uh, the Steelers health stuff, of course, uh, Pat Farmuth on, on that, uh, that injured list with his concussion, we should know his status. Uh, uh, heck uh, Dotson could be coming back. Uh, we know he was uh, put on that uh, return list. Could he return this week? Could it be in the next couple? We'll have to wait and see. It could be this week. So that's something uh, you're going to want to keep your eyes dialed uh, in for. But most importantly, these, this COVID stuff, uh, this game could change at times and dates. Uh, It could remain the same and all the players just be out. Uh, The Steelers have gotten a couple guys testing positive. The Chiefs didn't have anyone today. So it's going to be interesting how things work out up until whenever this game gets kicked off. Right now, Sunday, 425 p.m. Eastern Time. So with all that being said, you've listened to Know Your Enemy. For my co-host, Jeffrey Benedict, my name is Michael Beck. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys soon.
1: Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow